Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. Um, I know that we always try to share a life update on our episodes, but I hate that we rarely have anything to share. I know. We talk about this all the time, like you and I spend so much time together. But you know what? That's actively why I have finally decided I am ready to date. I'm going to, I'm doing it. I've been kind of chatting with somebody a little bit. Um, okay, you've been chatting with multiple people, not somebody. <laughs> but like, not in like a super serious way. So, but you know, now I think, I think you should get back into it with me for the plot. For the, for the plot. <laughs> I know I haven't dated in probably a few months now. I know like we never talk about our dating lives, but if you guys want to be real, like, yes, Deep D and I have dated post-show um, mm-hmm. I just kept it really private. Like I never shared it on social media because I don't know, like the, the men I <laughs> was dating were public figures themselves. And so I just, <laughs> Oh, so I just didn't want to put it out there. You know, it's just kind of different yeah. than saying like you're dating. Um, so yes, we've dated, but for me right now, I just, I just can't get into it. There's so much happening. I'm so tired, mm-hmm. especially with egg freezing too. Like I'm off birth control And it's just really taken, like my hormones are just everywhere. Yeah, I get that. And also like dating is so exhausting. Like you have to put in so much energy um, to each individual person and really start from the beginning with everyone. And it's like, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just casually date. I wanted to find somebody serious. And yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes down. I'm excited for you, though. Will you be sharing like updates on how your date goes on this podcast? Okay. I think I'll share like if I'm dating or not or like, but I'm never, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to share who I'm dating until there's a ring on the finger. Ring on the finger. Then I'll share it with you. Can you just share with our listeners like, like the details of the dates for the next episode? Because I'm curious too. I feel like... (laughs) I, we barely talk about dating amongst our, like amongst, you know, like you and I, like we never talk about yeah. dating lives, which is so Well, that's weird because it's non-existent. Oh, okay. It's well, because it's well, non-existent. You have, you, you have a date with someone. I do, okay. So, so that's yeah, yeah, exciting. Yeah. Yes, we'll talk about it. We did something fun last weekend though. We were um, yes, we invited to go on stage with Girls Gotta Eat, which is hosted by our friends, Ashley and Raina. Um, They Mm -hmm. have a comedy podcast about dating, sex, relationships, which is so, so funny. And it it was crazy time. It was so crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, They actually, I did, I went on their podcast last year and it was honestly one of the most fun podcasts I've done. And they just had like a different, you know, approach to talking to me versus other interviews that I did. So yeah, they're actually such a good time. So much fun. They're raunchy, like you said, in the best way. So Uh, they are so, so raunchy. And so when they invited us on stage, Deepti and I were like, huh, because, you know, we're like a little bit more 
I would say conservative when it comes to like sex, dating, relationships. Like we rarely mm-hmm. talk about it. Even on on yeah. Love is Blind itself, like we anytime mm-hmm. like the topic of sex came out, we're like, oh, like can't yeah, talk about yeah. it. Um, so being with an audience and yes. two women who are so open with it, we were like, okay, like what do we say? Like so dope. do we make sex jokes? Like what? Like what do we do? <laughs> it was um we were awkward. It was a lot of fun. But do can I can I say though, did that make you think about like for us, like doing live shows in the future? Like how dope would that be? It crossed my mind because yeah. I thought it was so cool that they're able to meet their listeners in person. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how cool it, it would be if we got to meet our listeners in person because I feel really connected. Aww. I know that this is really easy get- to say, and I really, really mean it. When we receive your DMs and emails, and we try to respond to as many of you as we can, and sometimes it's impossible, but we feel this like weird connection with you guys um, because you guys just like get us most of the time or like you are, you feel like our friends that are far away, especially when we get messages of support and like all this love. Um, so I'd love to meet you guys one day. And I really hope that it yeah. happens in some sort of like, in, in, whether it's through a live show or like, I don't know, we see you guys on the street. Like we hope it happens. Cause, um, I don't think we were expecting to build this community of like all of you guys and um yeah over you know this like reality tv show love is blind and and so it's been really fun i think it's it's so sweet to um get the love and support from strangers and for them to be able to understand our perspective and so to give back and just be like okay let's have fun together is i think such a cool thing so there's like 10 of you guys that I talk to like very often um, through our Out of the Pots <laughs> Instagram page, like um, through um, the DMs. And I feel like you guys are like my friends. You guys probably know who you are, but I'm like, I ha- I talk to you guys every day. So it's um, it's crazy that like you don't, you can talk to someone often and never meet them. So anyways, yeah. Just thank you guys maybe we for should, listening. Nah, I'm getting maybe, all sappy. Nah, like, what is wrong with me? I'm like I'm tearing up. <laughs> those hormones, those hormones. I know. <laughs> but I was going to say, nah, maybe we do like a small little VIP, not VIP, but like a small little meetup or something here in Chicago. That'd be fun. But I know we should. Maybe one day. Yeah. Nah, one day, guys. We'll figure it out. So in other news, according to an article by Variety, apparently Netflix is going to be having a German language adaption um, of the show, which includes singles from Germany, Austria, and Swiss, which I'm actually really excited about because I love seeing other cultures being highlighted. So this is going to be an interesting one. I do love that Love is Blind has gone international. So you've got the Brazil version of the show. You've got the Japan version. And then we heard that um, a UK version and a Sweden version is currently in the works. So We've got so many love is blind. So many things. Seasons and adaptions to cover on this podcast. Dude, I kind of want to see an Indian version. (laughs) Like an India version. That would be so cool. Do you think you would go back? No. Because you speak Hindi, right? Yeah, I speak Hindi and Telugu. So, yeah. It would be fun, actually. But um, no, I I don't think I can go back on love is blind. (laughs) Would you? Would you do a Korean one? Uh, I could not go back on Love is Blind, um, but I really think a South Korean one would be very, very cool. 
I'm really excited about the Love is Blind UK version in particular because I think UK mm-hmm. is so good at producing reality TV. And they like just Love find, Island. yeah, they just find contestants who are like willing to be messy <laughs> and just put messy, everything messy. out there. Um, <laughs> so that one, that is like a must watch for me. But yeah, I haven't heard anything else in the news related to Love is Blind. Yeah. Um, so I think nope. we could get right into our next guest who we're so excited to have on. Yay! I know. I can't wait to talk to her. We are so excited for our next guest. She's the ballerina from season three of Love is Blind. And now she's finally out of the pods. Colleen Reed, welcome. Woo! Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. I've been dying to talk to you because I know that we have messaged each other on Instagram here and there. Mm -hmm. And I so I feel like I know you in that way. But I think that this is our (laughs) first time actually talking face to face. Yes, the very first time. So it's very interesting, but I definitely feel like I already like know you guys for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to get to know you better today. Yes. Spilling all the tea, all the tea spilled. We love, (laughs) we love a good spill of the tea. So you're in the right place. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How did you get on Love is Blind? So I was reached out via Instagram DM, which is wild to me because I didn't really have that many followers. I had like maybe a thousand pushing. Um, So they reached out to me via DM. I thought it was fake at first, so I didn't respond like for a while. And they just like kept messaging me back. And um, I just remember I would be like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll do another application that they would like send me. And then they would reach out to me again and they'll say, okay, now let's do a phone call. And I'll be like, oh no, I'm not going to actually do it. And then all of a sudden, like I'm on the (laughs) plane to LA. So yeah, just the back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. The back and forth uh, for like, I would say a couple of months and then, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was in the pods. That's That's crazy. crazy. It it was kind of the same for us too. It was yeah. Like we kind of, so Deepti and I actually applied, um, though half mm-hmm. of our cast was probably found the same way you were through an mm-hmm. Instagram DM. Um, or Hinge. Or Hinge, yeah. Um, yeah. What? Sort of I've profiles. never heard yeah, that they created, before. Yeah, they created like fake profiles and would reach out to men or women through Hinge. That's kind of smart. Like, oh, you're eligible. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of smart, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but it was it was crazy because I think we went through the process like for each step. We didn't really expect anything. and then you know, by the end of it, they were like, you're, you're going to LA. And we're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> a year later. Cause of COVID we're like, Oh, oh. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. We started yeah. casting in March, 2020. And then we, we got to LA and entered the pods April, 2021. So it was a long process for us. Yeah. I actually was reached yeah. out first for, do you guys remember that, um, Netflix show where they went on dates and they had the prosthetics on their face, like the mask. Um, oh, uh, be- ugly the beast. beast. Yeah, uh, I was actually right? reached out to that. Ugly? No, not ugly beast. It's yeah, it's something it beast. beast. I don't think it's. I don't I think don't, it's ugly. I know what you're. Ta- I know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, but it's not ugly. It's like masked. Yes, be- I don't know something. I don't know, but they reached out know. to me like yeah. before COVID, and I did oh, one it's sexy beast. It's sexy beast. The sexy beast. There you go. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I did like one interview with them maybe. And I was like, this is so stupid. And then I just never heard from them. And then COVID hit, um, or something along those lines. And then when love is blind reached out to me, I, I thought it was fake again still. And I was just like, whatever. And I just like kept going through the steps and then voila, there I was in the pods. 
the right the right thing for you. Yeah, you know? so exactly. It was meant to be in this way. Yeah. How did you feel like walking into the pods on that very first day? Like, did you vibe with someone right away? Like, were you anxious? Were you nervous? Like, put us in that headspace. So I, coming from my dance background, I found it fascinating. I just think Mm -hmm. the whole uh, background and how it works, like production, um, the cameras, the, the promo that you would do, I just thought it was absolutely fascinating. And I was actually having like the time of my life. I was like, this is so cool. Like whatever, if you want like some peanut M&Ms, you'll get peanut M&Ms like that. (laughs) If you want a glass of wine, like we're in this, we're in the set or or we're in the um, lounge. And it was just, I thought a fascinating world that all of a sudden, like we were dumped into. Um, I was also nervous uh, talking to the guys just because I've always been awkward whenever I'm on dates. I've always been flimsy with my words when I get nervous. And, you know, that's why I dance, you know, I don't talk. So I just, <laughs> I was very, um, I was very nervous to go into, to the pods just to talk to the men. Um, but the girls were all lovely. I vibed with Alexa right off the bat. She was closest to my age. And so I just, for a second, I thought, oh, maybe I'm because I think I was the youngest girl. So I just thought I was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I don't belong here. Like some of the women are um, like 32. Like maybe I'm, you know, and they would say that they were like they would say, oh, I didn't know anything until I was in my 30s. So I was just kind of like questioning myself a little bit in regards to my age. And then I turned over to Alexa and I was like, how old are you? And she's like drinking, you know, with her confidence. She's like, I'm 26. <laughs> and I was like, OK, perfect. And we just kind of like vibed right away. And then I also vibed with Raven because she had danced, um, for a few years. So we found that connection. So yeah, immediately I started to get like good girlfriends. That's interesting. You connected with Alexa because you also connected with Brennan on the other side, along with of course, (laughs) Cole and Matt. Mm -hmm. But, um, I remember you said like Brennan was in your top two. So did that cause some sort of riff in your relationship with Alexa early on in the pods? So I don't know when exactly I like said, oh, my tops are my top people. But it was always, contrary to what people believe, Matt was always my number one. I remember after he was like one of the last guys that I talked to. And before I talked to all the guys, I told the girls, if y'all come across a golf daddy, you let me know and you send them my way. <laughs> And so everyone was telling me, oh, this guy, golf Matt, he, taught, he has talked about golf. And as soon as I went into the dates with Matt, it was very like we were going back and forth. We weren't just talking about our day jobs or whatever it is. Like it was very um, like a friendly conversation. So it was always Matt. And then after Matt, it was always like a rearranging of guys. There was another man. Um, that I will not name because he's insignificant to my life, but he, it was always between him and Matt and they never showed that storyline. So Brennan was actually more of like a friendship that he, if you know him, he's very like, makes you feel comfortable. And I, that's what I, that's what I liked when I would talk with Brennan because I would get nervous about certain topics or conversations. And he's just great at making you feel comfortable with whatever you're talking about. So I I don't even think that we ever had like a love connection. It was just more of a friendship. And I remember after that breakup, quote unquote breakup, where my eyes are in different directions 
and um, <laughs> I'm crying. And Alexa, they don't show this, but I remember she, I'm crying and all the girls are kind of giving me a hug. Yeah. And she's like, Colleen, yeah. shut up. Just take a shot, you know? And it was just like, she, she kind of knew. And then the next morning she asked me like, oh, who was it? And I laughed and I, I was like, Brennan. I was like, but there's nothing, there's uh, no like, and she, she knew too. Like there was never like a love connection between me and Brennan. It was more of the rejection that had made me upset. And I'm heavily intoxicated that, yeah. that caused the waterworks. It was never like me and Brennan, you know what I mean? That's what I got too. Like it was more of the rejection piece because that does hurt. It does hurt yeah, even yeah. if you don't have a strong connection with someone, someone saying no to you, it kind of like hurts your ego and pride. Yeah. Um, Cause I felt yeah. it too in pods for sure. That just, that has always been an insecurity of mine to this day. I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I care what other people Same. think about me. I, I am hurt when, when rejection happens. That was the fr- first time in a long time that someone has rejected me just because I also haven't been putting myself out there. So once that act happens, like it sucks. And then especially Mm -hmm. that was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm, you can tell, I mean, I was laughing when I watched that scene because my eyes are literally in different directions. Um, (laughs) That, yeah, I just, it was once that happened. And I think we might've had like a date before that, like that same day. And it was like a, it was a fine date. So I think I was just like thrown off guard all of a sudden but by that time, Brennan and Alexa had already, you already knew it was Brennan and Alexa. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, you, you had already known he was going and breaking up with girls that same day. So then when it came to my turn, I just like, I cried for a second, but I, it never actually like hurt me that I'm no longer with Brennan by any means. Yeah. And it's also interesting, like, position you're in with friends in the pods, too, Mm -hmm. because it's, like, such a unique friendship because, you know, you guys are, like, dating the same people, but you have this level of respectability that it's, like, okay, we're in this process together and we're still here to support you through it. And, yeah, so what a fun experience that was, right? You had a close connection with Cole as well, aside from Matt, but it ended when he said, both of you have to get deep, and you responded, you're not used to getting deep and you like to keep things service level and fun. And he kind of implied that you were shallow based on what you had said. Um, tell me about that like conversation. How did it make you feel? Because it looks like you were really upset after it. So kind of going back to what I was like mentioning with you guys, it was always just some background information. It was always Matt and this other guy. And I would go into my, I would talk to the other women I would talk to in my interviews and I would talk about the pros and the cons between Matt and this other man. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, well, what about Cole? And I'm like, Cole, who? Like he was <laughs> never, he was never on my radar. Like I never really, I, people might not believe me, but Cole was, I didn't like the way he said my name. He said Colleen or something. I, I didn't really like his voice to be quite honest. Like I, the way he would present conversations to me in the dates, I felt very uncomfortable. Like he would, we would sit down and he would ask me like what you guys saw. Oh, what, what's on his socks. And then he goes, okay, let's get deep. And I'm like, what does that mean to you? Like I, I need, we need to like ease into those certain conversations. And he would just like immediately want that from me. And I would say that 
throughout the whole time in the pods, although I had fun and a great time, I always was critical of myself if I was doing it right. I was always asking, am I doing okay? Am I being vulnerable? Am I saying the right things? Am I making sense with my words? That that's always been like a self, I've always been self-conscious about that. And I remember saying to the girls and even Alexa at one point, I don't have trauma in my life. I, I have grown up with an amazing childhood, an amazing family, awesome high school years, college. I'm living my, my dream as a career, but I've also built another career that's um, financially supporting a lifestyle that I expect. Like I'm, I've had lots of life experience, but I don't necessarily have trauma. And I feel like he wanted trauma from me and I couldn't get, give that to him. And so in that moment, when he's like breaking up with me, I just felt, I think I misused my words and I was clumsy with my words, but all of a sudden these insecurities that I built up in my mind where I'm like, because I don't have trauma, that means I don't deserve love. That's when I go, well, maybe I am shallow. Like I'm mixing up my words and my emotions. And that's what I, I get so frustrated when I see that scene or I see, see comments about that where they're like, oh, so she is shallow. No, I'm trying to just like say or explain that I feel like I'm being judged because I'm not going deep with you, whatever that means to him. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Um, you know, now you're out of the pods, you and Matt are engaged and you guys are in Malibu, right? And so we see as viewers on screen, there's some very emotionally charged moments coming from Matt. And he was pretty, he was pretty upset with you in Malibu because of this pool scene that you referenced. It was, um, flirtatious conversation between you and Cole, which ended up in you crying and Matt walking away, you know? So, you know, help us uh, like understand the perspective there like why were you so visibly upset and you know can you speak to why Matt also got um so angry with you in that moment yeah I think it just kind of comes down to miscommunication and we how we communicate is very different and we now know how we communicate but in that moment where we only have 
known each other for two to three weeks, we don't know yet how to communicate with each other. So Matt definitely likes it just straight up with all the context behind it. And how I communicate sometimes is I go through stories, I give analogies, like I'm trying to make everything seem like it's okay. Um, because I really didn't think, I mean, I knew that the, that the, uh, conversation was going to be aired because I just, I, I felt the whole, all the cameras go around me. So I was like, <laughs> I need to tell him because I don't want him to be thrown off guard by any, by any means. But I also knew that nothing would ever happen between me and me and Cole, but I wanted to um, express that to him. And I was trying to like fluff it up a little bit. And he just like heard certain words and was like, wait, what? And then that's, and then you see it all happen. Um, It's a long day of being in the sun. We are still a little bit under the influence and yeah, I think, I'm trying to get him to listen to me, but he had already kind of put in his head, like I'm supposed to get married to this girl. And she's telling this other guy that she would, I forget what it is. Something about a bar um, analogy. I can't remember exactly what it is, but he had already kind of made up his mind, like that I had crossed a line. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I would just say it's miscommunication, but not once have I, was I ever scared of him? Not once was I Mm -hmm. ever felt like he was, you know, I don't want to say gaslight, but like doing, I don't, I want to be careful with my words, but not once did I ever feel like he was a horrible human being that was being mean to me. It was just like, I was trying to get him to listen to me and he had already kind of like shut down. Um, Once the cameras left, we, I think cameras kind of scare him a little bit and he especially shuts down with cameras. The, we know what we signed up for, but once you're in front of that camera and you have all those people around you, it's a completely different story. Um, and so yeah. once they had kind of yeah. gone for the night, we were able to completely lay all the cards on the table and he was able to like see, hear me. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope that makes sense. It's such a hard way to, I want to be careful with my words, like I said, but I think it just really comes down to miscommunication. And we have talked about it so many times during that year between filming and airing. Um, So we weren't shocked by any means once we saw, we knew it was coming. We weren't shocked. Um, He knows, you know, he definitely knows that he can't, shut down like that immediately. He can't sit there and eat his food while I'm sitting there crying. Like he a thousand percent knows on how he acted was wrong. But, um, I think that you can, I think that you can make mistakes. And I mean, we have this chance to see that and grow from that and learn from those mistakes. Yeah. You know, he does also have another moment where, um, it's a, it's a conversation between him and Bartiz where he's upset that, you were out late and you weren't home. And so I think with the conversation you and Matt had in Malibu, the one that was very, you know, very intense, emotionally charged. And then the one that he had with Bartiz, you saw the feedback online where people were like, Matt's a red flag. Like he may have anger issues. When you watched those scenes, Mm -hmm. what did you think and what did he think watching that? And also seeing kind of the backlash on social media. 
Um, so I think it, there's so much that goes into us watching it. Um, I, when I first watched the first episodes, I was to be quite, to be a hundred percent. I was in a really, really dark place for the first week of the show's airing. Like I, I, if I could go back and take time off work, I would, but I went to all three of my jobs and I just sobbed the entire seven days. So he was trying his best to get me to be my normal self. So we're going through that. And then the pool scene or the, the Malibu scene actually aired on my birthday. So we, yeah, so we watched, we had watched a little bit of it together. And then he was like, he tried his best to make sure that I was okay, but I could see the pain in his eyes. We just went to a private dinner and we just kind of sat there in silence, trying not to look at our phones. Like it was the worst birthday Mm -hmm. ever. And so that's kind of where our emotions were. It was more of like our mental health. We had already completely moved on from these fights and we've talked endlessly about what really happened, um, what we did wrong, how we can learn from those mistakes. You know, we had already kind of like moved well past all of this, but now we're dealing with people all over the world calling us names saying he's a red flag and I can't really do anything because no one knows that we're together. So we kind of have to shut our mouths and like let the beating happen. Basically not once did I ever feel like he was scary or, you know, you know what I'm saying? I was never scared of him. No, that makes total sense. And you know, just even leading up to your wedding day, I think you went on like a, a last date night with Matt before that. And I know how like it's so scary because obviously marriage is not to be taken lightly. And, you know, so I'm sure there's a lot of emotions going through your mind at that time. But, you know, Matt like asks you, you know, do you see the rest of your life with him? And you kind of say to him, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know. And so, you know, is that like an accurate representation of of what you were going through? I think we both, yeah, we both were that was an accurate representation for both of us where we didn't know it wasn't nothing against the other person, but I mean, marriage is forever for us. Um, so mm-hmm. we were like, I don't know. Like I have these strong feelings for you. I love you. I say that I want to marry you, but do I see a whole future with you? So we were constantly like going back and forth with that question for us. What, what changed in your relationship with Matt that confirm to you that you would be saying I do on your wedding day? I think Matt was all of a sudden I'm single as a Pringle. And then a second later, (laughs) like I have someone who I feel like I've known for, for years. Um, you know, I, I couldn't, I, I would always picture if we were to break up and I just couldn't see that. I was like, even if we say no to each other at the altar, I'm going to dinner with him. Like he's, going Mm -hmm. to be there in my life. He's, I feel that he has, is going to have a a presence in my life. And I, I just could not see it without him as the days were leading up to it, um, to the wedding. And I mean, day of, yes, we still didn't really know, but I just, I just felt it in my heart. I was like, I really love this person. And I do see that he loves me. You know, yes, we've had these challenges, but 
it would always be in front of the cameras and then the cameras would go away and I would almost see like the real Matt almost. And he would Mm -hmm. see like the real Colleen. Um, And that's, I don't know. I just, I really, really loved our relationship. I loved our connection. And I, I just, I really, and when it comes down to it, I just couldn't see a life without him. Yeah. It's interesting because both of you, like you mentioned, both of you um, were like uncomfortable in front of the camera, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And so when that was like really the stressor in your relationship and when those went away, it's like you can be like, oh, okay, I can finally be at peace now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Matt, he's never watched the show before. He's never really watched reality TV. Now, like he'll sit down and watch you know, Vanderpump Rules and Dance Moms with me. Like he Ooh, loves Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Now he, you know, he kind of knows, but he didn't really understand yeah. reality TV. Um, he he tells me all the time that he went he went on because he thought the concept was amazing. And that's that was his I mean, if out of all the people that went on the show, the last person that went on for fame was Matt. I'll tell you that. He Aww. just that was not something that was in his mind. So whenever the cameras were on him or production would be around him. He would just felt like they were after him, that they were trying to show a side to him. Like, so he had his guards way up. And I think sometimes when you have your guards too up for these kinds of shows, it can kind of bite you in the ass. And I would try Mm -hmm. to like, tell him like, no, like they're not coming after you. Just be a hundred percent honest. And that kind of made him like spiral in the head a little bit where he, he wasn't completely trustworthy of, of the show and like how it worked. Um, and then all, and then me, I just, I, sometimes I get very awkward and especially with cameras, I want to censor myself to some point. So then when you got that, those two people on camera, I can look very like, do these people even like each other? You know, like we're, <laughs> yeah, we're so tense. consumed with what's going on in our head rather than like just being normal with each other in front of the camera. No, I completely agree. I think that I specifically went through that where I censored myself a lot during filming. Um, and my fiance was the opposite. He kind of wants to put everything out there. Um, but I was like almost a combination of you and Matt where I had my walls up. I was extremely censored. We were just like butting heads. Um, and there's yeah. just tension and you're acting in a way that you wouldn't do without the cameras. So I completely yeah. understand that. And I think that's something like viewers still can't grasp that Yes, your personality changes when you're in that type of environment and it causes situations mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen in like in yeah. the real world without cameras yeah. being there in a production yeah. team. And I I'm, I'm right. never blaming I'm never blaming that like the cameras. Like I I never say like no. oh it's be, like we like I said we signed our name on the dotted line. Like we chose to do this. But as soon as you're in that environment, as soon as you're in those instances, you can't really control how you're going to act. You know, like you're going to be awkward. You're going, you're going to go back to like automotive, like, oh, there's cameras around. So it's hard, Mm -hmm. like, especially when with us, we've, we're not on like a reality season, like every season where you can get used to them. Mm -hmm. Like you're a normal person and all of a sudden you're in front of the camera. So there's never really time to adjust to that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very relatable. (laughs) Um, Were there moments that the viewers missed that you wish that were shown on your season? Um, There was a a night where uh, Matt met all of my friends here in Dallas. I am originally from Pennsylvania. So my parents and my sister are 
not living in Texas. So my fam, my family here are my friends and I have an awesome support group. Um, and so they, he came over and saw the place that I live at. And then I had like basically a party with, um, all of my close guy and girlfriends. And, um, I know that my girls took him out at some point and really grilled him. And I wish that they would have shown <laughs> that because I heard some of the stuff that was said, um, and my girls do not hold back. So they were, they apparently like asked all of the tough questions. Um, and he thought it was, you know, he, he was excited to see that scene as well. And unfortunately it didn't make it. Um, I really did not want my parents to be on just because they did not want to be on. Um, so the scene is just like I mentioned, going into being in front of cameras, my parents are just a little awkward. So they don't ask like those really tough no. questions where with my girlfriends, they were like, we're going to ask this and you're going to tell me, you know, so I wish that they would have, uh, I wish they would have shown that a little bit. Yeah. It's a crazy thing that we ask our friends and family to, to put them so out of their comfort zone. It's like, you know what? I signed up for this, but you I'm going to need you to really, yeah. yeah, you guys need to do it too, please. Yeah. But, but no, that was, yeah. it was just like a fun night. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, I think that I wish they would have shown some of the good stuff compared to mm-hmm. our fights. I understand that it's a TV show and you want the drama, but it's unfortunate that our story, when you think of our story, you think of the fights rather than mm-hmm. a lot of the the happy stuff. So I wish that they would have kind of um, shown just a little bit, you know, of us having mm-hmm. a good time and, and exploring our relationship. Yeah, that's a tough thing about being on reality TV is – you know, I think that the scenes that are shown are obviously the things that we say or, or do, but then sometimes there's like context missing or, you know, you're right where like more scenes that are like a little bit more negative or show the negative side of a relationship are shown versus like the really good. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely that changes the perspective viewers have of your relationship. Yeah. Or they don't, or they don't even show like the resolution of like a fight or like a heated argument or something. It's like, you know, they don't show like how you, you know, work through that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm in the moment. I'm glad that we, after the pool fight, Malibu fight, like, I don't think that we would have resolved it the way that we did if it, if we were on camera, but I do kind of wish that like they showed that they were there, you know, there are some, it's like, oh, it wouldn't have happened if it was on camera, but I do kind of wish that you guys would see that we were able to, for a lot of our, uh, conflict, we were able to actually talk and like how we kind of resolve that. So it was just like, uh, yeah, one of those things. I actually did want to go back to that pool fight because I think that we don't really talk about it. You know, we talk about like how it impacted you and Matt, but Cole is part of your storyline um, early on in the episodes, you know, not only in the pods, but also in Malibu, where there's this flirtatious conversation that happens between the two of you at one of the couple meetups. Um, I think it was, you know, he says, if I had seen you in the, uh, in the bar, I would go to go for you. And I think you say the same thing back. How did you feel just watching that scene back as a viewer? Yeah. I mean, I was for a whole year, I was waiting to see that scene, but um, I, play different parts in my head that I thought I thought was said, but then obviously other parts were shown. Um, 
I was not, when he came up to me um, and we were talking about his, he didn't know if he was attracted to Zenob. I think that's how it, from what I recall, how it started. When I asked him that question, I, honest to God, was not expecting him to say you. Like I, I was never, I thought that he would have said like, oh, I'm used to, and then it described a type, but I just was thrown so off guard when he said you. And then I felt everyone just around me. And it did make me feel very uncomfortable and kind of how I mentioned in the pods and how I deal with awkward situations. I try to bring some sort of uplifting, uh, light, uh, vibe to the conversation. Um, I laugh awkwardly, you know, I might touch my, like, that's not me flirting. That's me like being very uncomfortable. Um, and I don't know. I just, with, with Cole, I did not have an emotional connection with, we both knew that. And so I just felt like it was irrelevant for him to say me because I know that he's not attracted to me. I know that he's attracted to a fair brunette. Like I know, I know what he's trying to say. Um, and so I think he was also like, his vibe was very much resembled the kind of guy that I had gone for in the past. And I mentioned at some point, oh, you know, outside of the experiment, yeah, maybe, but it would only last like a drink at a bar because obviously we don't have an emotional connection. And I remember saying that to him, but unfortunately it didn't, you know, make the cut. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I never once was attracted to Cole or anything. I just knew that it would, it would, no, we don't have a connection of any sort. So I just felt really thrown off guard when he first says you. And then now I have to talk about this. Now I'm brought into the situation. Now I'm brought into a love triangle. Like he could have said anything other than bringing me into it. So I just felt a little disrespected when I, when I go back and I think about that, I'm like, well, now I got to talk, talk about it. You know, in interviews, people got to ask me about it when I, I knew that it was never going to be a thing between me and him. It's crazy how a few words being omitted from what you said, like, hey, we, would, we wouldn't we would last more than a drink at a bar can really crazy. like change the situation or how And I said that at the reunion it. and that didn't make the reunion either. So I'm like, Ugh, you oh. know, <laughs> actually, let's get into the reunion. I, you know, I had a question for you about that. Okay. So at the reunion, people had so much to say about you and Matt and, you know, specifically, there was a lot of comments about like your body language and just how quiet you were throughout the reunion. And, you know, a lot of people were saying that you looked a little scared. And so, you know, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Like, did you did you think that that was like an accurate observation or like what were you kind of feeling that day and watching it back too? like, how did you feel about all of that? Well, I was definitely scared, thousand percent, but I was not scared of Matt. I was scared of the public. Um, like I kind of, yeah, I mentioned a little bit, but that first week, I would say actually the whole entire time that the show aired, like I dreaded Wednesday because I knew that that meant more episodes were going to drop. I, I just, I, I would go and I would look at the comments and I know that it's easier said than done not to look at the comments, but I'm like, no, let me just, let me just see what people are saying. And it, like Matt had to delete Reddit off my phone. 
um, which I know Reddit is just oh, yeah. a Stay horrible off Reddit. place. No. But um, would Matt would have to delete it off my phone anytime that he would go to work or if he was um, busy for some reason. I had to have my friends with me. I did not want to be alone. Um, I just really went through a really, really hard time. And not only was it involving my storyline and, you know, um, who I am as a person, but I am really, really in an insecure person about my looks. Um, I didn't from up until I would say college up until, until I met Matt, honestly, trigger warning a little bit. I didn't have a healthy relationship with food. Um, I had a, I had, uh, I've always had an insecurity about my facial features. And so to see people say, oh, she's too fat to be a ballet dancer. Oh, she's too, look at her features. Like I just kept thinking of those things that people would say to me. And so as soon as I was back on camera, um, at the reunion, I just kind of shut down. I said, I'm not going to do anything with my face. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to really smile. I don't want, I don't really want anything to be said about my facial features or my, um, even body. It's crazy enough to say, I didn't want them to judge my body language. And then here we are talking about my body, my body language, but I just kind of shut mm-hmm. down, um, how we watched the episodes. We, I was by myself. Um, I did not have any, I did not communicate with, um, I would say Zenob and Matt were like the two people that I was most concerned about. I feel like I kind of failed them when I first really saw the the pool mm-hmm. scene. So I just wanted to make sure that me and Zenob were okay. That me and I didn't want the girls to be dis- other girls to be disappointed with me. I didn't want to lose friendship. I really did think I was going to lose friendships over this stupid pool scene. Um, and then the first time I saw Matt, we were on the can- uh, on the couch and we were mic'd up and I didn't want, I mean, I was, I had my guards completely up. I didn't want them to, for, even if I said, are we okay to Matt? I didn't want them to show, take that and show that. So I'm literally cutting off Matt's hand for dear life, trying to get some sort of indication that I'm okay um, because he has been my rock through this whole time. So I just needed him to kind of hold me up for just a few more hours and then we would be okay. So I feel terrible because I'm over here having a meltdown internally. And then people are saying it's Matt's fault. Like, I I just think that that's horrible. Um, But it was really just me not like really being strong enough in that moment. I'm just trying to hold it together. And I just simply shut down during the reunion. I completely relate to you specifically when you say, you know, how people would disparage your looks. And then so you kind of don't want to, it kind of like impacts you and makes you insecure the next time you're on camera because I went through that. And that's why I was so um, kind of quiet at my reunion too. Like a lot of people would say like, oh, she's so ugly. She has a weak chin. Like her fiance is hotter than her. Um, And that was, that was a point in my life where I would like read the comments now we don't like, we've kind of learned better, um, to do that. But Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me go here and shut my mouth or people would like shit all over my personality. And I'm like, okay, let me just be quiet and just sit still and, you know, just try to get through it. So I don't think viewers know that 
like what they say online impacts the next time they see us on screen. And I, I knew before going on love is blind, people would say, are you, I mean, that was always the biggest thing like that. I might not go on. It was for the negative commentary. And I guess I think I was just really naive. And I was like, I'm really nice. I don't have a bad bone in my body. What could I do that makes people hate me? You know, I really did think that Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'll be fine. Like I'm, I'm not going to hurt anyone. Like I'm the nicest person ever. And then just to see that just them putting you on a screen is going to cause them cause the comments to be negative. It's just horrible. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, I, I'm, I'm scared for sure, but I'm not scared of Matt. I'm definitely scared of the public. If I do see a comment like that, does it's not going to affect me anymore, but unfortunately yeah. I had to go through that to learn that lesson. Yeah. We've all three of us have been there for yeah. sure. Where. You're constantly like so influenced by comments. And now we're like, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. we're not trying to, you know, the, what I say this all the time the opinions of other people do not define my reality. And I'm like, I have to repeat it to myself constantly. So, yeah. And like, it. with like when I saw the pool scene and that whole triangle, I guess you would say, start. I just knew, I knew I was I was looking at myself on the side of the pool and I'm going, great, people are going to see this. And then they're going to say, oh, Colleen is too, how could you say that, that you're more attracted to Colleen and then put me down to uplift other people. And like, I think Zenab, I've since day one, I think she is freaking stunning. I just knew that mm-hmm. this meant now that people were going to tear me down to, you know, because of the situation and what do I, that happened. So I just kind of like was anticipating people putting down my looks and, and who I am because of this whole situation. So it was just, it was just a hot mess. Okay. So Colleen, tell us what's the status of you and Matt today. I know that you guys were talking about finding a house together in a location that you both loved. I think it was between Fort Worth or Dallas. So like, did you guys move in together? Yeah. Tell us what's going on. So we, um, just with how scheduling and leases are, me and Matt are going to move in together. I would say like in the next two weeks. Um, oh, congrats. Yeah. That's, That's so exciting. Um, so we are, uh, we don't have the finances to buy by any means, but we're going to rent, um, in Dallas. And then that gives us time to really find like the perfect home for what works for us. Um, but yeah, we're, we're planning on moving in very, very soon. So I'm excited. We practically live together already. Um, he hasn't, yeah. he basically stays at my place because it's closer to work. I don't think he's gone to his place like in the past month, like once. So I'm excited to live with him outside of a studio. It's, I mean, yeah. if I can live with this man in a studio, <laughs> then I can live with him like wherever because anywhere. I can't get away from him in these four walls. So uh, I was like, I'm looking for him. I'm like, where is he? <laughs> he's still at work. But like, if I ever, if I'm ever like doing something at work or something, I'm like, go for a walk, go to the pool, like get out of here. So, um, yeah, we're gonna, we're looking for a bigger place for both of us. Um, but yeah, very, very, very soon. So we're excited. I know that some people online were like, oh, they don't live together yet. Like, is this a real relationship? But I really do commend you and Matt for waiting to move in together. Like regardless of 
being married or not, um, I think a lot of viewers don't know that there are there are several couples across the Love is Blind seasons who took a while to move in together. They just didn't put it out in the public. So I'm kind of glad like you and Matt were very honest about it. But I, I do think that people thought, well, mm-hmm. other couples moved in right away. And I was like, that's actually not true. If you yeah. like listen to yeah. some interviews or like Deepti and I personally know couples who have not moved in together and waited, you know, even a year to move in together. Yeah. We like heard that like, oh, some people don't move in, but I was like, I just, I don't know. I don't want to like, I think it's very hard to explain to people. Oh yes, we got married, but we're not quite ready to move in together. Yes. Finances were part of it, but that wasn't the, I, I hate that people think that's the only reason. Like there were definitely other factors. Both of us, um, you know, he lived in Fort Worth, I lived in Dallas, and that is an hour away. Um, so it was almost like a long distance relationship a little bit because his work was over there and my work is over here. So we still, now we have to figure that out. Um, I really enjoy my alone time outside of when I needed to be with people <laughs> during the airing of the show. I really like my Colleen time. So to kind of adapt to now living with someone, it takes a while. It takes a second. Um, and I didn't want to rush, both of us didn't want to rush, uh, changing that, you know, all of a sudden expediting that for other people, like we're just going to do it our way and okay, whatever, we'll get more comments, but who cares for our own relationship for that to succeed? We need to do what works best for us. Yeah, absolutely. Your relationship is yours and you should navigate it in however way that you guys feel comfortable. And And also, I really think we need to normalize like um, prioritizing independence in a relationship because like I feel like that's one of the most important things now. And that's like the first question I ask when I go on dates now. It's like, can we have two separate lives, Mm -hmm. but also merge at the same time? You know, I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. One of the things we were curious about is, do you think being a reality TV show star has changed you in any way? I do not think it's changed me at all. I'm, I'm the same exact person, um, that I, who I was before the show. Um, and I, maybe it is because it, there was such like a time, uh, or a year gap. Maybe that's what has helped, but I I feel like I'm the exact same person. I'm pretty much living the exact same life. The only difference is obviously I have a husband and, um, you know, I have a 500,000, whatever followers. So those are like the only two (laughs) different factors in my life. I'm pretty much the exact same person of who I was. That's great. That's so good to hear. I do feel like you're very, very down to earth. Um, and yeah. so it's Thank always you. agreed. It, it's great to see that you've kind of like moved on from the whole love is blind experience in that way. Do you think that you would yeah. ever do reality yeah. TV again? I, I would, I think I just find that whole world <laughs> just fascinating. I mean, I can't say another word about it. Um, I do think that if I were ever to do it again, I would have my guard up just a little bit more or know more about <laughs> it. Maybe, I don't know, but I just, I, I had so much fun when I look back at my time of filming love is blind. I really did have a fun time. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's so cool and not a lot of people get the opportunity or chance to, 
And like, that's just, that's awesome that that's part of our life story, you know? So I wouldn't do like a dating show, obviously, but I think- uh, Not with a husband. Yeah, not with a husband. <laughs> but I just think if the opportunity ever came, like I wouldn't say no to it. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell us like, what are you up to these days? Like, what are you, what are you working on? Like, what are your future plans? Um, give us a little look into your future. My honestly, like I'm pretty boring to be quite honest. <laughs> like I never, I never quit, um, my jobs. I work, um, I had three jobs when I was, when it filmed and aired and I finally just got rid of the one. So now I'm just working and dancing um, and then a little bit of social media. I would love to dabble more into the social media world. I think that's kind of my goal is to take this opportunity that we were given in this platform and see what I could do with it. Um, but right now I'm just kind of like, I'm literally the same exact person. I'm just dancing and working, trying to, you know, maintain a a bougie lifestyle that I expect, you know, <laughs> um, and then me you and work Matt, hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's percent. And then mm-hmm. me and Matt, we're just like, like I said, we're about to move in together. Um, just continuing to just like live our same boring, normal lives, but I wouldn't trade it for any other way. Are you still close with all the women from your season? Yeah. So me, I'm still close with, um, Alexa and Raven, I would say, especially like Raven sends me voice notes all the time. Um, me and Alexa go out to lunch and then me and Zeneb and Nancy, I I wouldn't say that we're as close as as I am with like Alexa and Raven, but we still like talk all the time. Like we hang out. Um, I, I love like every single one of those girls. I think that they're all awesome and just amazing group of women. So yeah, still, still close with the girls. Thanks so much, Colleen, for coming on. We, I feel like you cleared up a lot and we're so glad to finally hear your side mm-hmm. of the story. And we honestly wish you, you and Matt the best. Like we're so happy Aww. for you guys. Yes. I had so much fun talking with you guys. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank you, Colleen. Yes. And come visit us in Chicago. So um, we'll, come to, yes. we'll come to Dallas. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. We'll do it. We'll make a plan of it. Amazing. Thank Amazing. you. You guys know what I'm going to say. As always, please, please continue sending your comments and questions to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods because we love to hear from you. And please leave a review and subscribe if you haven't already because you don't want to miss any of the cool guests that we have coming up and also topics we'll be talking about in future episodes. So see you next Monday. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 